Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, episode 15. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. In light of some cryptocurrencies doing very well, Sam and I decided to talk about stocks. Um, And I guess how we've traded the past year two years year and a half i think all time we've been doing it for two years now all, all time we've been doing it for two years now we took a hiatus for a bit um and then we came back uh we took a hiatus because we thought listening to like listening to like some big names they were saying how the market was supposed to crash in november of 2019 yeah and to take your money out and do all this and so we did Really didn't pay off for us. Really didn't pay off because a lot of the stuff we were holding went up a lot. Right. But so we started reinvesting again uh, shortly after COVID when everything dropped. Um, So either way, we probably, if we wouldn't have taken them out then, we would have lost a ton of money once COVID hit. Very, uh, yeah, I didn't think of that. So yeah, we lucked out. Yeah. Except for, uh, we'll, we'll get into some of the other things in a little bit Mm -hmm. but yeah so essentially we did some trading we started back um probably about this time in 2019 wait we're gonna start this off by saying we are not giving anyone financial advice we're just telling informing you what we have done and if it has worked or not but do not take this as advice that you should go do everything we're telling you to correct we aren't smart don't listen to us. Anyhow, so we started trading April, this time last year, or no, in 2019. We traded until about November of 2019, quit trading, and then once everything crashed in March, we were like, whoa, this would be a good time to trade again. Mm. So we put money in and started trading again, probably about April time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, like, we were definitely even late to the game, but we have done well. Yeah, because, oh, I guess. Some of the stocks that, so most of the stocks that we invested in at that time were travel stocks. Um, and some of them, we didn't get at their bottom bottom. We probably we, got, like, their bottom once it doubled. So, I mean, a lot of their bottoms was, like, $7. Around that, like just outrageously low. Yeah, I think Royal Caribbean's like bottom was twenty some, mm-hmm. and I think we got it at like thirty dollars. Right. Yeah, so a lot of the ones we got weren't at the bottom, but they were a lot lower than their normal fifty-two week high. Um, so we started with travel stocks. I think only travel stocks. Yeah, I think it was only travel stocks until pretty recently i would say mm-hmm. I, I, well i say recently and i mean like november because it feels like that was only six months away but it or two months away but it's been like six or seven months now yeah so we yeah we did pretty well on travel stocks um we were doing some buying and selling of them well at least i was i think sam did you hold most of the time yeah, I'm still holding on to most of mine right now. I've sold a couple of one of my airlines just so I could invest in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Did you, throughout the whole year, did you buy and sell travel stocks or have you held the whole time? Um, I think I did once with a couple of them. Okay. Because Royal Caribbean, I know I got in at $30. Mm-hmm. But I think right now it says I bought in at like 70. Okay. So I think at one point I did sell it and then rebuy it. Okay. okay. And you you did that quite often though, didn't you? Yeah. <clears throat> Sean has a problem with holding stocks for a long time. Yeah, I can't uh, hold very long. So I would, I usually buy and sell every 25% I gain. So mm-hmm. If I gain 25%, I sell hope it goes down and then try again um that turns out to not 
pan out in my favor a lot of the times. <laughs> um, really screws me over a lot. Yeah. Sometimes it pays off, though. That's true. I think, like, buying and selling stocks is one thing that no matter how lucky we are, we always guess wrong. Yeah, I mean, I had GameStop. Um, oh, man. For a day trade, I had GameStop at 60 dollars $50. I had it for a day trade at $50. Mm-hmm. Went down to, like... 38 took a pretty good loss on it Mm -hmm. uh one week later it went back up to like 300 dollars or whatever Mm -hmm. um and i was like you know i really shouldn't have took that loss i should have just held on and that's what it'll been um but i do that same thing with just about everything yeah Uh, especially this last go up of doge um i had way too many dogecoin I bought it in as a day trade originally um, because Dogecoin was fluctuating a lot. Well, not a lot. It would fluctuate like 10%. So I just went for like a 5-10% gain on Dogecoin. Um, did that and it ended up dropping about 35-40% the day I bought into it. Mm-hmm. And then I held on to it until it came back to eight cents uh which i had a limit sell on oh yeah that's right yeah i woke up in the middle of the night to a limit sell that was while we're in hawaii yep and then i was like oh awesome i got my money back out of doge which i did keep i did keep you kept 26,000 shares in there something like that yeah um and so I uh, ended up getting out. I took a little bit of a gain there. And then it proceeded to go to 48 cents, which would have, you know, gave me like a 600% return on a lot of money. Well, not a lot of money, but a good amount of money. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have like the opposite thing where I, well, kind of. I somehow just get lucky and pick the right stocks. So I never, everyone says to do research on stocks. I highly suggest it. Um, But like the first time we did stock trading in 2019, I just like picked some random ones like Riot Blockchain, Limelight Networks. I think there's something with that. It's called Pump. I don't know. And like I made money on all of them, like a little bit. But when we sold in November, I sold all of those, obviously. And I checked to see how those were doing now. And when I so when I bought Riot, it was like a dollar. I probably sold it at two dollars. It's now at forty plus dollars. Forty plus. And I had six hundred shares of it. Yeah, that really did not work out no. in your favor. Nope. So that, I mean, but that one wasn't really affected by COVID. Um, and then some of the other ones are like double or triple what I sold at in November of 2019. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, the big thing we... There, oh, there was one. I remember Remember, I was at work one day and you texted me and you're like, babe, babe, you got you to gotta sell your stock. Because I some random stock and it just like skyrocketed over a hundred percent that day and i think you logged into my account and sold it for me yeah but it was just like random out of nowhere like this random ass stock i had Mm -hmm. i had i don't know like 20 some shares of and it like doubled Mm -hmm. it was weird yeah yeah a lot of those were not affected by covid and it'd be good to I mean, the key is to find those mm-hmm. and hold them mm-hmm. until that happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, this will probably be a scatterbrain of an episode, but that's okay. So we trade off of Robinhood right now. I think Sean also does Coinbase for some of the cryptos. Yeah, and then I got Weeble too. Yep. Yeah. Um, but like, I only use Robinhood. It 
works for what we do. Mm-hmm. And we're, like I said, like, don't take any financial advice from us. Like, we're honestly just kind of fooling around just to try and learn as much as we can. And, I, I mean, we have learned a lot in the time we've started. Oh, yeah. Um, but we, we stopped doing it for right now, but... For a while, our 30% of our paychecks, we would just put into our Robin Hood and we would invest that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're both sitting at about 100% return uh, over the two years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in two average years. of 50% return a year so far. Yeah. Yeah, in two years to double our money is pretty good, I would yeah. say, for not knowing what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of... A lot of learning there. Um, there's been a been a lot of opportunity. Uh, to, to, like just learning what we've learned, mm-hmm. we could easily be at five hundred percent or more. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, like you said, like the Riot blockchain, you sold in November. If you would have kept the six hundred shares of that at a dollar, well, once it hit forty dollars, that'd have been a pretty big pretty big return Mm. but to like i mean when we always think about stuff like that we always realize like there's no way we would have stayed in that long anyways yeah and that's where um so what i do oh yeah sean we should have you talk about the different techniques that you've tried and have learned from yeah somewhere i've got a bunch of shit written down i don't know where that is but yeah so I've tried the method of like, what? so for a while I would just buy in with everything. I'd make like 25% gain and I would sell out. Um, recently what I've moved into is, it's not an exact percent, I'll round, I'll round a lot to, uh, to like the next stock. I'll round a lot to like, say I've got 100 shares into something, I'll round it up to like 110 whatever Mm -hmm. but what i mean by that is i do not use my money i have in their robin hood and stuff i do not use that for long-term investing if i'm going to long-term invest i will use a ira 401k of sorts um roth roth ira simple ira whatever i'll use that because it's in an account it's not getting hit with tax until i pull it out where this account buying selling trading individual stocks you get taxed income tax Mm -hmm. so it doesn't even make sense like i do it for more income so i can invest more with this so how i do it now is i will pick a stock a crypto, whatever that I like. I will buy in X amount of shares. I base it off of, I want to hold some long term Mm -hmm. and I want to make some money short term. So for Dogecoin, for example, 80% of the money I had in was for a day trade or like week trade, whatever, short term. And then 20% of the money I had in is long term. Mm -hmm. Once I made the money I was satisfied with on the 80%, I sold it and kept the 20%. And I do that in hopes that if falls back down, I can put that 80% back in and I can go again. And then I'll do the same thing. Hit 25% gain or whatever, I'll sell it. And then I take the 80% out. But as I do that, my numbers get strewed, right? So like if I make $1,000, so say I, say I put $4,000 in, mm-hmm. I'm keeping $500 in. Okay. But I make $500 mm-hmm. as it goes up. Okay. Well, 20%, so 1000 probably. So I make $1,000. Okay, so now I'm at five thousand in total. Mm-hmm. I don't sell, and like I I used to do it this way, but now I don't sell four thousand and keep five hundred in, or 
sell 4500 and keep 500 in, right? Mm -hmm. I will refigure out my percentages oh, yeah. so that I keep 20% of that money in. Mm -hmm. So that way my long-term hold is always going up, but my short-term trades are going up as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so that way I can keep a good balance because pretty much what I have in there for money in my in my Robinhood, what I have in there, I'm okay with losing about 25% of it. Mm. So I'll lose 25%. I'll be kind of upset, but that's whatever. Mm -hmm. That's why I can't risk it all. So when I do trades like that, I won't put... I know there's no way I'm losing that whole 80%. Right. I might lose 20% of the 80%, but I'm not losing that whole 80%. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I do it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sean also tried, because uh, during the wintertime, Sean has more free time because he doesn't do construction and stuff. So he tried, like, day trading uh, cryptocurrencies for a whole day. And it, what, you were successful one out of the five days or something? Four out of five days, I was cool. successful. But it was, like, hard. Like, you struggled. It was a fucking full-time job, man. I sat in front of this damn computer all day long. Mm -hmm. um, so what I did, yeah. So a couple things. When I would do that day trading, um, I would use the RSI, the the chart. So I have a TradingView account, um, and my TradingView gives me all my charts. And I can set my highs and lows on my charts to give me... Um, like notifications, which gets really fucking annoying because this damn phone is chiming Constant. constantly. Like when I did this for the week, it was chiming nonstop because they fluctuate so much. Mm -hmm. And so what I did, I have my MACD, um, which if it's over 70, I would sell. If it's under 30, I would buy. This is not a tried and true system. I I won I won probably like seventy five percent of the time using this mm -hmm. in a week. Because that was the problem with the one day that you weren't successful, wasn't it? Yeah, it's I followed like, the RSI on that day, but still, same same thing. Right, because like it was that day, like one of them just would not go below thirty or above seventy, so you couldn't sell what you had and you couldn't buy more. Right, right, right. Yeah, so sorry, I said that. Yeah, I said that. Right. So the RSI, the RSI, if it's above 70, I sell. Below 30, I buy. MACD, sorry, is just a chart, and you just watch the blue and red lines cross each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, that was my bad. I like to use them both. I follow them both. Um, when, when I trade, I have those two charts pulled up at all times. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the one the one day, um, a, a couple of the stocks I chose to watch, um, they they never did they never went below thirty or above seventy, mm -hmm. and so I spent most of the day just chilling, hoping something would happen, mm -hmm. and nothing happened. Mm -hmm. um, but a couple of the times, a couple of the gains I made, I bought in at thirty. Or like below 30, right around that bought in. It went up to about 50, 60. I sold, made my gains for the day, and called it. Mm -hmm. um, but as I watched, it, it's it's frustrating, right? Because I will throw in, like, I would throw in the 20% I'm willing to lose. I would just throw that right into one trade. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Once you make, like, 5%, you just want to get out because you're like, holy shit, dude. Like, it's at 50. I've watched this thing bounce around from 30 to 50 for the past day. If if I don't get out now, it might go back down to 30 and I might lose money. Right. And then you would sell and then it would go to 70 an hour later. Yeah. It's like a fuck. Um, so it's really day trading... You gotta have a lot of patience and you have to keep your anxiety low. Um, one day, 
I didn't use either of the methods, mm-hmm. okay? And I watched some YouTube videos of some psychopaths who day trade, and all they do is they pick, they go in, they see whatever stock is starting out green, and they just buy it. It goes up like a couple percent, they sell it, and they make their gain mm-hmm. for their day, and then they're done. Mm-hmm. And so here my dumbass is, I'm like, okay, I've never tried this before, boom, five grand, let's try it. Drop it into a random stock, goes up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, boom, plummets down 10% on that five grand within 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. I started having a mental breakdown, turned on some loud music, cried a little, sat there rocking in the fetal position for the next 10 minutes as this thing continues to plummet but i wouldn't pull out because i was like you know what this shit's gonna rebound i'm not gonna take a i'm not gonna take a 1500 dollars loss in 10 minutes that would that would have wrecked my whole week of trading Mm -hmm. so i just sit there and rock in the fetal position listening to heavy metal for about 10 minutes and then boom rebounds shoots up for a 10 percent gain off of what I originally put it in at. I was like, this is amazing. Bam, sell. I was like, easy money. But then I thought about the 10 minutes of anxiety and heart attack I had prior, and I was like, okay, this is why day trading is very difficult. (laughs) Because you have to be willing to watch your money disappear. Mm. And it's like, one thing I always like to say about like investing in stocks is it's like gambling money. If you're going to the casino to lose money, then, like, you're already mentally prepared for that. Yep. And that's kind of, like, how I feel about stocks for the most part. And I think that's why I did so well, like, randomly picking stocks the first time around was because I was just, like, I already set this money aside to, like, lose it. So if I make money, like, that's cool. If I don't, like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to affect me. Um, so, I mean, if you want to invest in stocks... It doesn't even have to be that much. I mean, you can start off with $10, $20 and just slowly get into it. Um, the stipulation you'll run into if you try to day trade, um, I've been locked out of my account. Oh, that actually happened on one of my trades because I didn't change it in the settings. Um, you can be marked as a pattern day trader. And if you have under $25,000 in your account, Mm -hmm. they will flag you and not let you trade if they recognize you as a pattern day trader. Um, And if you have over 25,000 in your account, good for you. Um, You have to go in the settings and change that, that you are a pattern day trader. You have to go in and select that. But keep in mind, your account, when you're trading, you're doing these trades, cannot go below 25,000. Mm Because then you can be flagged. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep a buffer of 25,000 in your account. Mm -hmm. Um, And so so, keep that and do some, put it in some safe long term holds or something. Yeah. But keep, make sure you, your shit's not dropping below 25. And like what they consider a day trader is literally that, like you buy a stock in the morning and you sell it later in the day. Yeah. Because, but I think you can have up to three a day before they flag you. Uh, Yes and no, because if if you do that for like a day or two, because mm-hmm. I day traded until Wednesday, mm-hmm. so I was placing multiple trades. Mm-hmm. I think I put in about 12 mm-hmm. um, from Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, I went to sell. That was the day I lost money on GameStop because I went to sell it at a gain and it marked me as a pattern day trader. And before I could figure that shit out, it was already down 10%. So I was not supposed to take a loss that day, Mm -hmm. um, but I ended up because I was a pattern day trader. Right. Um, And so keep that in mind. But to do normal short-term trades, not day trades, but normal week, month trades, whatever, Mm -hmm. you can can start with a dollar. Yeah. And that's, I mean, 
that's all like I did the first time around. I think Sean gave me a thousand dollars to play on Robin Hood with and I think I got up to fifty percent profit. Mm-hmm. And then I I lost it because I kept out all my stocks and I should have sold them sooner, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I am do yeah, keep that in mind that you can't really do that on Robin Hood. Um and also Robin Hood we found out is five minutes behind what the normal or what the actual stock market is at. And that is why I have a trading view account. So trading view is this second. Um, and so that's why I have trading view mm-hmm. because I, I watch that and then, well, so the charts are five minutes behind, mm-hmm. not necessarily like what's happening, but the charts are five minutes behind. I think it is kind of the, the what's happening because there's a lot of times where I'll go to buy or sell and it'll be like five or 10 cents different, mm-hmm. but it's because it's behind. So it goes off of what the current is. Yeah. Yep. And we've kind of learned from that too. Um, so like in Robinhood, you can do limit buys and limit sells. Uh, so you can put um, like what price you want to sell at and how many of the, how many of your stocks you want to sell and it'll it'll sell it at that price. So there'll be times where it'll show it'll never make it to that price, but it'll still sell it at a higher rate Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Even buying, like it'll buy it at a lower rate. I've had the opposite where it says my amount I want to sell at and it's after hours. Mm. So after hours, um, so normal trading hours is 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Um, in, in our time zone. Central oh, time. Yeah, central time. Um, and so if you want to trade from 8 a.m. to 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., because it actually opens at 8.30. So if you want to trade from 8 a.m. to 8.30 mm. um, or from 3.30 to 5 or 5.30, yeah, something, something like, like that, that, you have to set a limit by yourself. Yeah. And so we are in that time frame. I'm watching Robin Hood and not my trading view um, because it was on my phone. It was uh, after hours. I saw a stock hit a price I was comfortable at selling at. I put a limit sell for that same price, submitted it, and it never sold. Mm-hmm. But that's because it had hit that price, but the price it went to next, like, so it hadn't updated on Robin Hood yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here I'm sitting here like F you Robin Hood for not like fulfilling it, but that's because it actually, the real price actually went down, yeah. but it still showed that on Robin Hood. Um, so that's, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. You kind of learn, learn to live with it. Yeah. You just do, you do what you do, mm. do what you do. So mm. that, that's why I have a trading view account. I spend 16 bucks a month for that. Mm. Um, and it is what it is. It's. Mm worth having yeah um if, if you're gonna day trade if you're not gonna day trade don't waste your money yeah but um another thing to keep in mind if you want to do this is don't panic sell uh-huh um so we we also got sean's mom doing it as well and every day um she always comes home and is just like oh did you guys see the stock market's down today we're like yep it comes back up and almost every time it comes back up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just got to, you can't freak out when things start going down because that's just how the stock market is naturally. It naturally goes up and down. Mm-hmm. That's how people make money. Um, so you just, yeah, don't, don't panic. I'm in some stocks right now that I am down, I think over a dollar. It's like a cheap stock. I think I bought it at $4 and right now it's been hovering around three for a long time. Um, but it's 32 week high is $8. So I'm just been holding out for it to get, I mean, above five. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, since it is lower, lower, um, once I sell some of my, my travel stocks, once I get up a little bit more again, um, I'll just buy more into that because it's at its lower price. So I should buy more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I took in, um, I bought some, I, I bought some stocks at their high. Um, because there's a lot of good things projected in the news. Um, I was, I was following them a little bit on the news and stuff and there's a lot of good things projected. So I bought them at their high, um, cause you're not supposed to be afraid to buy at their high, uh, is what they say. 
I put about 15% of my portfolio in there. Um, I'm down on average, average of those stocks, I'm down about 50 to 60%. Yeah, I also bought into those stocks because Sean told me to. Yeah. I sold very quickly. Yeah, so I mean, it's pretty awesome. Um, I really, really, because before, I guess everything I'm doing is just learning. Because mm-hmm. I always said I would never buy something at someone's high. Now, every time I've tried doing it, I've lost a significant amount of money. Um, so I think I'm done buying at the highs. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand there's going to be a unicorn. And you know what? Any trade you make five years from now, as long as the company is a solid company, mm-hmm. you will make money. Oh, yeah. 100%. No matter if you look at every company that's a solid company, not some one-off SPAC that's just starting out and it could potentially be good. Um, there's just some hype behind it, so it could potentially be good. No, no, no. I'm talking a solid company like... Ford, like, GE. Yeah. any Ford, GE. Uh, Walmart, Amazon, anything that's a solid stock, Tesla, you buy that at the high, five years from now... It's going to be higher. It's higher. You make money every time. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, all these stuff, like this 15% of my portfolio that's down 60, yeah, like 50, 60% right now, I am just hanging out because I know in a year... It's going to go up, mm-hmm. and then I'll sell out in a year. Mm-hmm. That's why I stay diversified. I Yeah, because for, for a while, Sean only had travel stocks. Only. And I I'd still do my, I like to just pick random stocks and see what happens to them. Mm-hmm. So I have some random ones. I think I have a pharmaceutical company. I have a, a, some IT one. I did have a 3D printing one that I got for free for inviting someone. And that one, I wish I would have brought more of that when I got it for free because I think when they gave it to me, it was only $4 and it went up to 12 mm-hmm. And I got that stock for free. Um, but I sold that one once it got to its high. But, yeah, I, I mean, so, like, I have quite a big diversity of stocks. And Sean's getting there now again now that he's sold, I think, all of your travels ones now, haven't you? Yeah, I don't have any travel anymore. I sold the last of well, I could be. You can mm. kind of consider that travel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have pretty big diversification across a lot of different fields now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have some SPACs. I've got some longer, more stability ones like Apple, Tesla. Mm. I've got some weed stocks that are down to the floor. I've got um, mm. Ikegi. I've got uh, four different cryptos. Yeah. Um, cryptos are like becoming my bread and butter. Uh, they just fluctuate so much more than stocks. Which, well, let me throw this in first, and then let's talk about cryptos for a little bit. Um, one thing that's like really hard, I think, for people to re- do research on stocks is. Uh, the market's so, they say it's so wild right now because there's so many people on like Robinhood and these apps that you can buy whatever stock you want. So, so many, there's a lot of people buying stocks that they know nothing about. So it's really fluctuating them and no one can really predict like what's happening with them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to get advice because Sean's listened to some like big, big people and they're like, oh, you got to buy the stock. you got to buy the stock. It's doing so well. It's doing so well. But at that point, when by the time they're telling you it's doing so well, it's already passed. It's like it's at its prime. So you should have bought it, you know, while when they recorded that pod or that episode or something. Like, yeah, I mean. They release it when it's too, like, it's too far past when you should have bought it. Yes, pretty much almost everything I have bought in that I've listened to somebody big tell me to buy, I have lost money or I'm down Mm -hmm. on. All the ones that I do my own research and don't just listen to people telling you to buy it, I gain on the majority of them. Yeah. So do, I mean, do your own research, go with your gut, 
don't put all your money in stocks that like some of these big names tell you to right away at least yeah oh yeah um i put a lot i guess i didn't put a lot i put like 20 percent of my portfolio into what one guy said mm-hmm. and that plummeted um well then you also got to be careful on what wall street's bet says um they're pretty cool i, I follow them I like them, but, like, the whole GME thing, I mean, I made, I don't know, I think I, I, I got on that train for a little bit. I made, like, 200% of my money. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't put much in. Right. Uh, I put, like, a, I put, like, a thousand or something, a couple thousand or something. Right. Um, so, I mean. Just, yeah, be very careful when you're listening yeah, to and, some of these people. And, yeah, use your gut. Uh, one big thing I keep in mind is, like, how can I get my investment out as fast as I can? So when you're doing gambles like GME or Dogecoin, I get my money out as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and I get my money out as fast as possible, so I'm playing on house's money, and I'm able to sleep at night. Right. So GameStop, I bought in like $2,000 at... Ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. Once it hit a hundred and eighty, I sold out half my shares. So that way, I was in for free. Mm-hmm. Then I set a limit sell at another hundred percent from that. Um, and so when that sold out at that next hundred percent, I made. I made a hundred percent on my initial investment. Got all my money out. And then the money I kept in, I made another 100% on. Mm-hmm. So that way, I was able to hold out for that other 100% and still sleep at night. Right. Um, so I should have done that with Doge, but I was doing my 80-20 rule and it backfired. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about cryptos quick. Okay. Um, so obviously, the main one that everyone knows about is Bitcoin. And then there's... Don't you mean Dogecoin? Now there's Dogecoin, but there's Litecoin. <laughs> no, yeah, Bitcoin Ethereum. is the most, the most relative. Mm. Uh, so that was actually Sean's big thing, the first time we invested. Yeah. So when we first invested, I s- started trading Bitcoin, and everything was hunky dory. Then Coinbase froze. And when it froze, Mm -hmm. the price plummeted. Yeah, it was the first time that Bitcoin was, like, predicted to go up to almost 20,000. Yeah, and I was in at 10. I bought and sold, and I was in at 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you worked your way up, yeah. Yep, and so I had 10 grand in, and it dropped to 6. Um, and when it was plummeting, I sold and lost many thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it rebounded and went right the fuck back up. But you already sold and took the loss, didn't you? Yeah, I already sold and took the loss. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is my first learning with it will rebound. Mm -hmm. And so... I had really good luck at first. I mean, I probably made 40% return on Bitcoin within a few months. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. And then, boom, this happened. I lost all of those gains, mm-hmm. plus some. Mm-hmm. Then I spent the next three months trading to recuperate that to end up selling out in November with about a 10 to 15% gain. Mm-hmm. Um, so... If I wouldn't have panic sold and had paper hands, I would have ended that year or that trading with around a 65 to 70 percent return. Mm-hmm. Instead, I ended it with like a 15 percent return. Yeah. Um, don't um, like don't always think about like the what ifs. Like, don't get mad that you did sell early. And, like, think about, like, oh, like, what if I would have stayed in? Um, Because, I mean, Sean and I did buy in again into Bitcoin in March of 2020 Mm -hmm. at, like, four or $6,000. Yeah. 
Yeah, I bought in at uh, like $3,800. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, we both sold it, I think, once it reached ten. No, no, no. I, I, well, I'm not sure what you did, but I bought in two and a half shares at 3800 mm. Uh Once I hit my 25% gain, as I usually do, I sold. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, we it, we both sold way, way early. Uh, but, it's like a FOMO and something else, fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. So your fear of missing out, so you stay in forever, don't take your gains, and you end up losing money, mm-hmm. which... FOMO is, um, like, you stay in because you don't want to miss out on the potential gains you never sell. Then when they start to plummet, you sell because you freak out, Mm -hmm. and then you end up losing money. Yep. Um, And then there's another one where, I, I can't think of the acronym, but you're afraid of missing your gains... So you sell at 5% gains and right. you never let it go to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I just kind of made the rule with myself. Once I hit 25% gain, I sell. That way, no matter what happens, I know I made 25% and I can't be mad at myself because mm-hmm. I set that before I even went into the trade. I said 25% and I'm selling out. Mm-hmm. Right. And like like I said earlier, we kind of keep ourselves at like peace of because if Sean and I would have stayed in most of our stocks I mean we'd be millionaires right now <laughs> easy <laughs> um if we would have made the right choices yeah but but that well my caveat to that is there's no way we would have stayed in that long well not only that a lot of things that brought us to that if we would have stayed in the first things we bought mm-hmm we would have not made any money. We, we, we would be up a little bit. Um, we'd be up a little bit, but we wouldn't be crazy. It's the day trading and trading that got us to certain trades that if we would have stayed in those certain trades, we could have been millionaires. Yeah. So, I mean, it was the building up our portfolio, making all these trades to end up, oh, at this certain point, then we could have got it. Yeah. My first thing I bought was one Bitcoin. No, it wasn't even that. It was like a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin mm. at eight grand. Mm. So if I would have held that, I would have. I mean, yeah, quite a bit. Six thousand, seven thousand. Yeah. Right, but that's. I mean. I would have not done a lot of other things to make a lot of other money. Yeah, that's true. On the way. Yeah. So that's hard to. That's hard to say because we wouldn't have made it to a lot of the ones Mm -hmm. if we followed that. That's true. Okay, but do you think though? I mean, if we would have stayed in just Bitcoin, fuck. Well, if we would have stayed in just Bitcoin and we both had a lot of riot at a dollar, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dumb. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, so don't. Don't, don't, like, get mad at yourself for selling too early because you can't, you can't predict what's going to happen with them. You, you honestly cannot. No, but you can learn from it and set new, set new standards. Yeah, set your own standards for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I've, I mean, I, Sean and I have different standards for I 100%. Don't, we're not even on the same playing field. Oh, with our standards? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, we're not on the same playing field as in, I'm below you in... Oh, no, you, your return is, like, oh, 5% less than mine or something all yeah. time? Yeah, my all-time is lower than Sean's, but in the past year, I've done better than Sean. Yeah. So, I mean, no, like, you do well, but our standards... I do a lot more trading, and I do a lot more cryptos. Mm-hmm. But, I se- yeah, I sell a lot. I do a lot of buying and forgetting. I don't do that. I just buy it, and I don't ever look at it. And then I open it up, and all of a sudden, I'm up 50%. You know, it's great. Mm-hmm. Don't recommend that either, but it's going well. I know I have the right stocks where I can do that right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, oh, also with cryptos, just in case if you don't know, um, the cryptos you can buy 24-7. Yep. They do not stop. And you can buy, like, actually... 
You can buy percentages. Yep. Is it only cryptos you can buy part of? I think other ones you can now too. I think you can in stocks now too. You yeah. can buy partials of stocks now too. Yeah. Yep. Because um, before you asked, you used to have to buy a whole stock, but that's not the case anymore. Yeah, I don't think it is. But yeah, I, I, especially with like Bitcoin, sometimes I'll just like sell one of my other stocks and just throw $20 at Bitcoin just because why not? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's, it's, I like cryptos um, for day trading a lot because they fluctuate so much. They do fluctuate a lot. Um, and it's so much easier to be able to sell it. In One such a bigger time window. Yeah. The, I mean, the caveat is there, I have yet to find anything besides Elon Musk that really, really changes crypto's market. It just is it's random so as fuck. Ethereum, like, so I well, do a lot of trading of Ethereum and Litecoin. Oh, yeah, that one just like. Out of nowhere. I, I have yeah. no idea what caused it. But so Ethereum and Litecoin would sit around, their floor was about, Litecoins was about 160, their floor was, um, with a ceiling of about 220. Uh, Ethereum's floor was around 14 to 1500, with a ceiling of around 1900. Mm -hmm. And so for a couple months, I just sat in that window. I'd buy near its floor, I'd sell near its ceiling. I did that three times over. This last time I sold at their ceiling, they all made new ceilings. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess essentially new floors because now they're all sitting up. Litecoin, as we speak, I can tell you. It's like um, up $700, isn't it? Or am I thinking of Ethereum? No, you're thinking of Ethereum. So as we speak, Litecoin sitting at 268 Ethereum sitting just shy of 3,000 at 2,960. And so they have gone up so ridiculously. Um, and so I don't know why. Like, I have, I have no idea why, but I did what I planned to do. I went in three times, bought their floor, sold their ceiling. That three times over, now they're at all-time new highs. And that's how it is. It is what it is. I still have a little bit um, in each of them. So I can still sleep at night, but not very well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it was nice for a while because all of the cryptocurrencies were kind of going up and down at around the same times. Mm -hmm. um, but now they've all just been doing their own thing. They just do whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah, cryptos are crazy. They're yeah. cool. So, but I mean, if you look, the main cryptos, and this is the same thing as stocks, the main cryptos, the last five years, they all go up. Mm -hmm. The last year, they all go up. Cryptos always go up. Stocks always go up. As long as they are the like steady stocks or cryptos because uh, I think like 100 cryptos a year fail or something like that. Like they just cease to exist. Yeah, don't invest in, like, a penny stock or something. You can, but just don't invest your life on it. Oh, I suppose, wait, I shouldn't say that because Dogecoin was technically a penny stock, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. so, I mean, when we first bought Doge, it was, you got it at three some cents, and I got it at four some cents. Actually, I bought Doge I it at, at two cents. cents. Yeah, you originally got it at two cents. Yeah, but I kept buying and selling like a damn dummy. Mm -hmm. But when I bought... Doge, I only bought in like five hundred dollars at first. Yeah, what about that you didn't care too much about? Yeah. Um, okay, Sean, I'm tired. Got anything else? Um. So I mean, it can be fun. Try it out. Don't take our advice. Do your own thing. Set your own standards. Um. But yeah, we use Robinhood. Webull's pretty good. Coinbase you can use for cryptos. Um, feel free to try them out. And that's about that. I mean, if you're looking at day trading, read stuff. You got to have 25000 to start. Um, but I liked, I really like the RSI chart and the MACD chart. Um, I'm excited for 
Um, oh, really? It didn't sound like you were. What? Excited. Oh, I'm excited for this winter to day trade more. Um, but yeah, right now, uh, with just construction and, and uh, work, I'm not going to have a lot of time. But this winter, I'm going to day trade again because it makes me happy. Yeah. And then I'll do a little, uh, maybe I'll do a little, like, follow of, of how I do it and so people can watch me lose money and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can, we'll do an update podcast maybe in, like, three or six months. Mm-hmm. We'll do a, what well, we can do a, I'll set up maybe, like, a vlog and everyone can watch my screen as I lose money. Oh, there we go. Ooh, we could do a live. Yeah. Live feed. Yeah. So, I can go, hey, guys, watch this. Boom. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you can watch me cry on camera and stuff. So. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, thank you for tuning in. Check out our blogs on tutorsoflife.com. We now post on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, follow us on Instagram at Tutors of Life. And have a splendid day. Ooh, we're starting to record our blogs. Um, they're just like some nice short little one to five minute uh podcasts i guess yeah so if you want to hear that yeah i think right now that's only on spotify but it's called tutors of life blog Mm -hmm. check it out okay bye bye